Hello and welcome to Just a Thought Podcast, episode 36. I'm Corey Tinkham. Thanks so much for joining me. Spontaneous human combustion. A condition, it is said, in which some people spontaneously burst into flames and it is fatal and very, very bizarre. But is there a more logical scientific explanation for this phenomena? Or can some humans really, truly burst into flames? Today, we talk about spontaneous human combustion, a very strange phenomenon, if it is one at all. Thanks again for joining me on episode 36 for Spontaneous Human Combustion. So very weird. And there's a lot of strange cases. We're going to talk about some. We're going to talk about what could possibly be causing this from more obvious explanations to some that are a little more strange. Uh, But one of them has to be right. You know, so we'll dig right in. Now, spontaneous human combustion, there are accounts of this that go way, way, way back um, to the 15th century. In fact, the first uh, mention of this in the history books was a an Italian knight in the late 1400s named Polonus Vorstius, and he loved to party. He loved alcohol and women, and it is said song. He was... A night, a night owl, if you will. He was the, he was the life of the party. He stayed up, he drank, and he was a womanizer. It is said that at one particular evening, at a gathering, he drank two big ladles of some very, very strong wine that did not agree with him. Now, other people were drinking the wine as well, and they were fine. But it is said that upon consuming the wine, that Polonius began to vomit flames and then burst into flames altogether, uh, sealing his fate. People witnessed this, this oftentimes spontaneous human combustion. There are no witnesses. People are alone when it happens. So it makes it even more difficult to figure out what's going on here. But Polonis, there was, there was partygoers with him. They, they watched this happen, and they were baffled. They had no idea how this occurred. So there we have a, a rare case in which there were witnesses. Now, typically, again, these people are alone, or maybe there's a spouse uh, in in the in the house with them. For example, uh, late night Christmas Eve in 1885 in Illinois, a town called Seneca, a woman named Matilda Rooney burst into flames. She was alone in her kitchen, and her husband was in another another room. Uh, the 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 fire quickly pretty much incinerated her except for her feet. Her feet remained, but the rest of her 
was reduced to ash. Now this is a common um, aftermath that is found with these cases. Parts of the legs and maybe the, the uh, forearms and, and hands are intact, but the rest of the body has been reduced to bone fragments and ash. Now it, it for a human body to be reduced to ash, the flames have to be around 3,000 degrees. So very, very hot. And, and another aspect of these scenes with spontaneous human combustion is the bodies have burned at such a high temperature that they're reduced to ash. However, nothing around the body is burnt, no furniture. Um, and there's, there's a very mysterious kind of black oil substance it's very foul-smelling, it is said. And, you know, the ceiling above the body and the floor beneath the body are sometimes, you know, or oftentimes are charred and do, do show some, some signs of, of, of searing and burning. But at these high temperatures, furniture that's right next to the body is unscathed. So it, it kind of doesn't add up. It, it really doesn't add up. And this is what happened with Matilda Rooney. She was in the kitchen... And when the, the investigators came, they found the body, and the husband was in another room, and he had passed because he succumbed to the fumes. Now, to me, this, this, is, an, this is an illustration, or this is telling me how quickly this happens, because he didn't, it wasn't as if he was found in the kitchen like he was trying to help her. Why was he... Now, they were elderly. Maybe he was incapable of, of reaching her in time. Um, I'm not sure. However, they both perished. She was reduced to ash. Uh, very common uh, commonalities you'll find across the board with these cases. Another common thread seems to be the heavy use of alcohol. Uh, alcoholism has been point-blank blamed for spontaneous human combustion... And there's some evidence that that might play a part, but we don't really know at all. The Roonies lived on a farm, and there was a farmhand who claimed that that evening they had been drinking whiskey. And this was apparently something they did often. So maybe it does play a part. It, it comes up in a lot, of these, a lot of these cases. Another strange account is that of Countess Cornelia de Bandy. In the 1700s, she was found halfway between her bed and window one morning, and everything except for three fingers and her lower legs were burned. And it, it was it was thought that she was getting up in the night to open her window, but combusted before she could get to the window. Very weird. There's another very strange aspect to this case. There there were two candles found in the room. The wax had been burned away, but the wicks were unburned, which means the wax probably melted from the heat from when she combusted, but nothing else was burned in the room. The, the bed wasn't burned. There was Actually, there was bread on a plate uh, on a nightstand next to the bed. It was, it was in good condition. In fact, it was offered to a dog, but the dog refused it. So all these little strange, bizarre nuances to this particular case. It's a very, very weird uh, phenomenon, for sure. And oftentimes you'll find these weird little 
strange, almost sub-mysteries that accompany the cases. For example, in the 1970s, Jeanette Kazmierkazak lived with her husband and son in France. Her husband goes missing very mysteriously. So Jeanette contacts the authorities. They try to find him. They couldn't find him anywhere. He, he's gone. He's missing. Several days later, her son was out with friends, and a neighbor found Jeanette's body except for her legs, reduced to ash. And the, the, the rest of the apartment was undisturbed. Again, no other burnt furniture, no, everything's intact. Very strange. Another very bizarre case is that of Mary Reeser. At July 2nd, 1951, she was 67 years old, and she became a victim of spontaneous human combustion. She was alone in her home at the time of the event. Uh, she, it was an apartment, and her, her landlord came by to deliver a telegram that had come for her. And no, she knocked, and nobody answered, so she tried the doorknob. The doorknob seemed strangely hot to her landlady, so she contacted the police. Investigators arrive, they go in to do a wellness check, and they find her remains in a chair. And her body was reduced to ash except for her skull, spine, and then there was a the lower leg and foot still with a slipper on it. Now, this this what's odd about this is that the body had been burned at a very high temperature, again, reduced to ashes. And there were several small plastic items around her that had begun to melt, just enough to, to kind of change the shape of these objects, but they didn't burn. Now, the chair she was in and the floor, did there was burning because that's where her body fell. And it was thought, Mary was a smoker, so it was thought that, well, this could have been an accident with a cigarette. She was known to use sleeping pills. Perhaps she took a couple too many sleeping pills and fell asleep with a cigarette. Investigators decided that that wasn't possible, that a cigarette would not cause a fire to become hot enough to cremate a human body. Now, this this is debated by some scientists, and we'll get into that in, in a bit, but they had no explanation except spontaneous human combustion for Mary's death. Another bizarre feature about this case is that it is said that her skull had shrunk. Now, how much it had shrunk is debatable. Some say that it, it was exaggerated. Some say it shrunk to the size of a teacup. Others say not so much. But it was generally agreed upon that the skull had shrunk significantly enough that it was noticeable uh, when, they, when they found Mary. So very strange. Another equally bizarre case is that of George Mott uh, on March 26, 1986. Uh, his son had been calling him on the phone repeatedly and was not getting an answer. So he was a little concerned because his father was... He was a retired fireman, and he had some lung issues. He was a former smoker. He no longer smoked. He was on an oxygen tank, and pretty frail at the time. He stayed home most of the time because he was just unable to get out that much due to his, his condition. His son goes to the house to check on his father, and he notices that the windows are all tinted brown, 
So he walks in and notices that it does smell like something has burned. He finds his father's remains, which again are ashes except for several bone fragments. And this gets really strange because there was a TV in the room that had melted, but the bed and the bedding on which George's body was found, where it had been incinerated, was largely undisturbed. There was a book of matches uh, beside the bed that had not ignited, and George's oxygen tank was still running and had not been damaged. The face mask that he wore to breathe was undamaged. So how is it possible that the, the mask that he wears to breathe is untouched, yet his whole entire body is reduced to ash? There's a theory that this starts from the inside of the body. Maybe that can explain it, but it does not explain how a TV across the room will melt, but the bedclothes on which he was laying are undamaged. It's so weird. It's very, very strange. Now, that doesn't mean that it's paranormal or that that there isn't a more scientific explanation. I'm sure there is. I don't know that we know what it is uh, to this day, but again, time will tell with this one. It's very, very strange. Now, there are some opposing arguments to this that I think are pretty compelling and kind of make sense really logically just right off the top. There are billions of human beings, and if this was something that was occurring inside the body, albeit rare, you would think we would see it a little more often, especially now with uh, in-home surveillance cameras. Big Brother is everywhere out on the streets. You would think you would catch, you would catch this. Even if it's super rare, you have billions of people. Not only that, our, our biological makeup is not that different than billions of other animals. So why don't we see this in the animal kingdom? It seems like we would. It seems like it would be something, a condition that um, would be shared with our species and other species. Spontaneous combustion of any animal or species. You, you would think that you would see it, and you would see it more often. I, I don't know. But that's just right, right from the top. That's one of the logical perspectives to kind of take on this when first looking at it. There are no shortage of theories as to what causes spontaneous human combustion. Everything from bacteria, static electricity, obesity, stress, and excessive consumption of alcohol— But these have not been uh, proven by science so far. Uh, Recently, a hypothesis comes from British biologist Brian Ford, who uh, in 2012 described his experiments with combustion uh, in the magazine New Scientist. And according to Ford, a buildup of acetone in the body, which can result from alcoholism or diabetes and various kinds of diets, could lead to spontaneous human combustion. But again, there is no real way to prove this. We do know that alcohol consumption plays a big part. Um, Most of the victims are elderly, uh, and a large number, a majority of the victims, are female. So there's a lot of variables at play here, and it's it's hard to connect the dots on all of them. It's 
it is very bizarre. There is a working theory that science has that kind of makes sense in my opinion. So we know that the human body is made up of a majority of water. The most flammable parts of a human body are the fatty, fatty tissues and methane gas that's within the body. What could happen for these things to ignite? Well, if someone is consuming alcohol or sleeping pills or a combination of the two, and there is a flame source, a match, a candle, a cigarette, there's this idea, it's called the wick theory, in which the person catches on fire on their body, whether they are asleep and they drop a cigarette, fatty tissue begins to burn. And this fat becomes liquefied and gets wicked into the clothing. What this allows to happen is a very slow, hot, steady burn, almost like a candle, just at a much higher temperature. Temperature so high, in fact, that studies show that this could reduce a human body to ashes, leaving very minimal damage around the body because, again, it's soaking up the, the fatty tissues and the methane gas into the clothing from kind of from the inside of the body. And it's a slow, almost smoldering, very, very, very high temperatures. So this makes sense, and it would explain... A lot of these cases, I believe, now it may not explain the, the case of the Italian knight from the late 1400s at the beginning of the podcast where there was witnesses and he was vomiting flames. Of course, that could be a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> so this theory, I think, holds some weight in my opinion. It doesn't explain other features of various cases. For example, the melted TV across the room in the in the George Mott case. So there are still unanswered questions. However, I think this wicking theory is probably pretty close to what's actually occurring. Another, I think, interesting point about spontaneous human combustion is that a lot of the, the victims were smokers and the, the amount of cases, albeit rare, that occurred from early 1900s on through the 1970s. After that, they kind of dropped off as, as smoking kind of lost its luster and we learned you know, how terrible it is for you to smoke. People started quitting and less people started smoking. And so I think maybe that's kind of a telltale hint as to what could have caused a lot of these cases. I don't know. Um, I will I will link to some information, of course, in the episode notes. Just be forewarned, there there are some photos that uh, might be a little bit hard to look at. So you know, I'll I'll put a little warning on the the sources that I'll post that have these photos. So if you don't want to see those, you know, you don't have to click on on the link. But they're there to look at, and the information is out there. So very weird. And that's all I have for this one. You can dig and dig and find a lot more. Uh, crazy cases that are out there. Um, I know this is another short podcast. I am having a work schedule change happening behind the scenes, so it's kind of cutting in to uh, my research time, but that is temporary. I will be back next week, of course, 
And in the coming weeks, there will be more detailed, in-depth, longer episodes coming your way for sure as soon as I settle into this new routine. But as always, thanks for joining me. Let me know what you think. Uh, Podcastjat at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts and share some stories that uh, you've experienced, whether it's paranormal or just strange or just interesting. I would still like to do that mailbag episode that I talked about some weeks ago. So thanks again. Tune in next week. As often happens, I have not decided what the topic of next week is going to be. There are three that I'm looking at. So next week is a surprise subject, surprise topic. So come back. Thanks again so much for hanging out with me today. And as always, be well.